welcome to... Two more Mon- is rubbish, Tom. I'm not having this. You keep jumping in on the mic. Let me have the introduction. Hello! Oh, no. Episode number 94 oh. of Modern Art is Rubbish. There's a fight over the intro. The, I've started Intro Wars, haven't I? Intro Wars, is that what it is? And welcome this week to Intro Wars <laughs> with Marcus and Tom. Yes. Two egos right out for the who does the intro. So last week, Tom, you know we talked about um we talked about burning things. Well, not burning things, but burning uh, artworks. Yeah, but we weren't going to tell anyone about that or let anyone hear us talking about. We did not start the fire, did we? That sounds like um, who, who sung that song? Well, we didn't start the fire, and he went through a list of lots of political things. Oh, that was um. We didn't start the fire. <laughs> Is that? Oh, I don't know what song you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? God. God. No, yeah, no, no, God. It wasn't God. God didn't see it. <laughs> Definitely some kind of shit artist, God. <laughs> um, who sung uh, Uptown Girl and did the, uh, that great oh, album, I've The Stranger? Get, I've got to get on um, Google. The too. Stranger. Piano Man, I think he was. Was it Billy Joel? Billy Joel. Didn't Billy Joel sing We Didn't Start the Fire? Oh, really? Yeah. He did, yeah. So there Jeff might have played on that. Jeff, you know Jeff? Jeff, your mate, mate Jeff. your mate yeah. Jeff. Oh, mate Jeff. Oh. Yeah, he played on Billy Joel stuff. That's how he makes his living. Oh, my God. Maybe he did start the fire. Yeah, Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the last podcast, I... Uh, I sort of hinted at uh, another artist that was involved in making an art piece from the remnants of the fire that we talked about in the last podcast. So if people haven't heard that last podcast... Who was it who started the fire? It was. We don't know. It was a burglar. Yeah. Oh, no, but wasn't it like the person who claimed insurance? No, it wasn't. It who wasn't. was that? Yeah, we... we, we, we yeah. Who was it? I don't know. I'm not going to mention the name. Oh, go on, mention the name. Well, it's Charles Sarchi's work. Charles Sarchi. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. Don't, we, I can't believe you'd say we that. We got away with that last week. <laughs> we didn't, and we didn't suggest this, and it's absolutely, completely not true that he had anything to do with it. Yeah, but how would you know? That's like... I know, because <laughs> I trust in Charles Sarchi's art and his love of his art, because he loves his art too much to do something like that. He could just hide it. Right. So the artist, basically, what happened was, so that if you don't know what we're talking about, please have a listen to the last previous podcast. Uh, um, but what happened... It's called Sarchi's Fire. It's not called Sarchi's Fire. <laughs> right. So what happened was that Yuri Geller saw the fire that uh, went down at this warehouse... And uh, that Tracy Emmons work famously burnt into Yuri Grella of spoon bending thing walked down to the, to the site, and everyone recognised him. Of course, so if you're Yuri Geller, you can walk up to a site where there's ashes and say, "Can I have some, please?" Yeah. And they did. They gave him it to because it's Yuri Geller. Yeah. The, the Yuri Geller, the famous who don't, for people who don't know who Yuri Geller is, he's famously bent spoons, didn't he, with his mind. Yeah, he's Apparently. from the West Country, isn't he? And I remember him. West Country. Of, he's yeah, a, isn't he from the Israeli, West Country? Yeah, he's Israeli. 
Yeah, he, but he did, moved to the West Country, I think. Yeah, because yeah, he didn't he have Michael? Wasn't he in the crowd with Michael Jackson at some football club, and they were part owners or something? Yeah, he's 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 a friend of celebrities. Plymouth, Plymouth Argyle Football yeah. Club or something. Yeah, he's 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 got lots of celebrity friends, isn't he? He's, he's known all of them. He's quite defensive about Michael Jackson, and he's made he's made people's watches stop as well. By just going on telly and making them stop. I don't know how he did that. Yeah. Power of the mind, I presume. Yeah, power of the telly and the mind. So there you go. But anyway, he used his powers, perhaps, to get some remnants. And he went to then see his friend Stuart Semple. This is the artist we're going to talk about. And he's a uh, a famous artist, multidisciplinary, who's a British artist. And basically, Stuart Semple saw it and they thought he wanted to make something out of the work. So what they did was... Uh, they got uh, eight boxes, Stuart Semple did, and he put the works inside it, and the piece was called Burn, Baby, Burn. So he reconstituted them as art. Now, the thing is, is that these Stuart Semple's arts were quite collectible, so this wasn't just like a kind of like a, a, a stunt, as it were, in terms of like just some artists just decided to do it. It's kind of like they have been transformed from one thing into so possibly some of the ashes from tracy emmons famously burnt work yeah are uh, being monetized by Stuart simple well yes to an extent but he was offered a lot of money for him apparently he was offered like a million dollars for the collection and they said he said no it wasn't about that but i've got a quote from Stuart simple okay. he's a british artist as i said i made what I made because I was so sad and it moved me, I just had to do something. I won't shy away from doing what I feel just because it's controversial. I see it's my job to find things and put them back together in new orders to make new things. And it says here he got offered a million pounds for the piece from Japanese Corporation, but I want to see it in a museum. I don't want to sell it because it doesn't feel like it's mine. Which is nice, you know. He's a, it's quite Stuart Semple's quite an interesting artist. As I say, he does. He's an activist. He's he's famous for it. He does paintings as well, which are quite poppy art kind of style, and also he does stuff that's quite. Uh, do you remember the uh, when we talked about Carsten Holler, the guy who did slides? You know, like slide. He had like a big slide at the Olympic Museum, Olympic Park. Uh, yeah, I rem- remember the name, but the slide. What was the slide? It was like, like the, the a giant vertical slide. You can actually go. What, it's for in kids Stratford to go in London. Down. Yeah, it's yeah. you can go in. It's one of the biggest ones in Europe. The uh, vertical slide. So his idea was fun yeah. as art. And Stuart Semple, a lot of Stuart Semple's work, it deals with that kind of theme of fun and making people. It's a very kind of like I think very human, and also he's very interested in the internet as well for for his art pieces. Yeah. So I've picked a few of his artworks to talk about. Hey. Yeah. So, do you want a bio? Can you do a little bit of bio music for us first? Just a quick one. All right. Yeah. Stuart Semple, biog. Was born on the 12th of September, 1980 in Bournemouth. And he studied at Bournemouth College of Art. He found a passion for art when he saw Van Gogh's sunflowers at the age of seven. So... There you go. That's that's the very short bio there. Right. So what was interesting, what the first one I've picked, which we tried to play to your kids, but we got no sound footage. Uh, he decided in 2012, he thought he wanted to make art that was the his idea was to make art that was accessible to everyone and very cheap. So in 2012, he released 
uh, five tracks of sound art called Exit on iTunes. So yeah, so he's uh, uploaded uh, sound art. Yeah, and and what he wanted it to be accessible. The idea was is that let's put art and out free. there. Uh, well, not free, but but very cheap because iTunes. I don't think you know, think you have to pay, don't you, for most of the tracks if you're if you haven't got an account. Uh, at yeah, but Spotify you can listen yeah, to for free. So I don't know if it went up on Spotify at the same time, but he released them initially on iTunes, and. The the thing is, is that he wanted to make it accessible to people and also the idea that it would get everywhere. Because, you know, sometimes when you release an artwork, even if you release like a, a limited edition turtle art print, it's available to people that might subscribe, but not totally available everywhere. So this the idea that, you know, arts can be put in certain places, but iTunes is pretty much in... A lot of people it's a really big way of mass distribution of an artwork probably one of the most effective ways to distribute something amongst everyone would you say is there a better way yeah and absolutely well in terms of the market share in the music streaming um, economy yes it's not the biggest player but probably in 2012, it was more relevant than yeah. it is like in yes. 2022. So it was probably like the thing to do is on iTunes. And so so we listened to it. I don't know what you thought about the actual... <laughs> did, what, did you did it conjure... It's called Exit. Did it conjure up any images in your head? Or would you need to listen to it again? I played little excerpts, didn't I? Yeah, it was quite um, yeah experimental. Yeah. Yeah, there was like sounds. Yeah and um like vibes flittering around the room as it was yeah. playing yeah um it wasn't like uptown girl or whatever no <laughs> <laughs> in fact should we uh should we play a little two second clip of it yeah yay <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That was Exit. That was his uh, first one. And then he did another idea because he was he was one of the early pioneers of putting work up and selling it on the internet. So he did a lot of things with eBay and he had like regular releases on eBay before Instagram perhaps took off fully. He was already putting his art up there and getting it out on, on websites. And in 2015, he did a, a release of five websites. So basically, you would buy the artwork as hosting so what you do is he would sell you the art the entire piece so you buy the the actual website reference and you'd buy the the hosting so you'd have to pay for the upkeep each year which is probably about 26 normally about 20 25 30 dollars to keep a website going each year yeah but you own his piece so you officially own the work okay so that's another sort of like concept of it's quite interesting because it's like you've got some kind of like NFTs almost. It is. It's I think it's a better way than NFTs because it's actually a physical. It's a physical space with the NFTs. You get you just get the token, don't you? With the NFT, you just get you just get a token and then the art piece, and it's like an address of where an art piece is stored. So so you. So would you get in his sale of his like website? Yeah. Would you get a physical piece in the sale as well? No, you just literally got the website. So you own the hosting and everything. So what's amazing is you can... I'll put links on the website. I've seen, I've seen one of them. And it, uh, you, you, you go to the website and you can actually see it. 
Yeah. So which is quite interesting. Although the person who was person it was actually ironically involved in the Mona Lisa, this this one I went to. And it looks like someone hasn't upkept it properly because the actual image of the Mona Lisa isn't there anymore. So oh, it looks okay. like someone hasn't been doing their maintenance on their website, even if it's even though it's in their collection. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because so these websites will be worth a quite a lot Maybe of money. Maybe it was his mum that bought it. Yeah, oh, you're talking about. Are you referencing back to? Do you remember when Damien Hurst apparently turned out that skull that he'd bought it with a load of investors? Do you reckon it's like Stuart Semple's mum bought the website? Yeah, well, I know if I released an artwork on a website, my mum would be like, oh, I'll buy it, darling. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but his work sell for a lot of money, so I don't know if your mum would. Uh, Mum's yeah. mum's mum. Yeah, you'd have to like do a um, mate's discount, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, but mum's would family re- discount. But yeah, and but mum's <laughs> would remortgage their houses for their sons to purchase their yeah. website. Well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he's he's done a lot of that, and he's also done a lot of that. I don't know what that means. What does <laughs> he's done a lot of that mean? Um. He likes, and then we talked about, as I sort of mentioned about Carsten Hall, about the idea about fun and, you know, like little things, little subtle changes, things that are nice, that make people feel good and just take people out of the moment. And that's what some of his work's about. How, how old is he? Is he like middle-aged? 1980, he was born. Middle-aged uh, white man like us. Yeah, he was born yeah. in 1980, yeah. 1980, yeah. Yeah. So, um... And in part, response to the recession in the UK, an attempt to spread some joy around the world, he released Happy Clouds. And they look a bit like, to be honest, they look a bit like the uh, smiley faces that were popular, popularised around the, sort of the days of Acid House. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. But they're smiley faces, obviously, everywhere. And he made them, he made clouds. So he installed round, it's been around various cities, the idea that they, it just releases happy clouds into the They're air. also like a, a, you know, potato snack, aren't they? Happy faces. Are they? Oh, yeah. oh and biscuits as well. They, they used to be smiley face biscuits as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it does look like those those clouds, but they're like kind of like foam clouds. So that I think they were quite environmental and they just get re- released. But of course, if you see a smiley face cloud, it's going to take you out of the moment you're in. And that's... You know, and just make you feel a little bit lighter. You you would smile if you saw happy clouds in the flowing past, would you not? I would. Yeah. So was he was he uh, searching for a bit of lightness in his life? Was that what he was doing? Well, he was. He was talking because at the time it was two thousand eight. He came when the last the last of the numerous recessions that we have uh, occurred, and uh, he felt that he just wanted to give people a bit of a rest from it. All right. Yeah. Some. Uh, what I like is sometimes art doesn't have to be, you know, profound or too thing. It can be very light. As Carsten Holler sort of looks into that as well, it can be very light and just fun and just take you out of the moment and just be something that's very simple and relatable and just give you a little bit of a boost. Yeah. That's what I like about it. <laughs> And similarly, in uh, 2013, he installed uh, an artwork called Jump. And it basically was a fluffy white uh, trampoline installed in a city in Australia. And people could connect with their inner child, you know what I mean? You could just go and have fun and let go, just let go of the worries. Again, it's another thing he wants. He wants people to just feel lightness and feel happiness and 
it's quite a nice way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah, so again, as I say, I'm going to put a link to our Carsten Hall, I think, because I think he's very much in the same sphere. Slightly differently, slightly different, but that kind of vibe, which I like. And then the other one he did was he was asked to do like a, he did a series of sculptures around Denver. And there's one that's really interesting, which is like a big kind of yellow smiley face head, inflatable head that's caught between two, two buildings. It's sort of like a head that's stuck between an alleyway. Yeah. And it kind of looks like it's a bit squished and it's called, I should be crying, but I just can't let it show. Which is interesting because that's a line from a Kate Bush song called This Woman's Work. Okay, that's yeah, it. it's quite relevant, Kate Bush, because she's like number one. Oh, yeah, she week. is. She's doing very well, wasn't she? Yeah. Well done, Kate Bush. She's very good. But, and the, pay, the piece sort of aimed to illustrate the human capacity to persevere under stress and pressure. You know, that kind of like idea of people can be smiling and they just get on with life, even though they could be quite upset inside. So it's a very simple idea. People can look at it and relate to it. And think what that what's that what's that called and then understand it yes it's something you know it's kind of like the universal thing that we all go through at times and i guess like he's chosen a kate bush lyric like intentionally possibly because kate bush is quite light and you listen to her like uh catalog there's a lot she's quite light isn't it can make you feel quite um it can lift weights from you listening to kate bush i suppose Yes, and also he said that he works uh, creating. He he said he likes to sometimes create his paintings. Where you know, well, I haven't picked any of his paintings, but he likes to or or artworks. He likes to create them like an album. So the way that a musician, he said he thinks musically, like how a musician creates an album. So he'll do a series of paintings all in one thing, or a series of artworks all in one thing. So it's like, and that's how he thinks. Yeah. So I think there is a very, again, there was a musical thing with him. Yeah, so Miles Davis said of that, that painting is like uh, visual music and music is audible painting. Yeah, a nice link because Miles Davis will be coming up next week as well. It's a nice, uh, nice link there, a nice reference, Tom. <laughs> yeah, might as well go straight on to next week's episode <laughs> number 95. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, funny enough that I actually, I find that sometimes that when I'm doing synth sounds, I'll draw them first before I actually create them. Or I draw music. I draw music and then do it. That's oh, sometimes yeah. it, it does work like that. Now, interestingly enough, he, I've bought one of, I've got a Stuart Semple at home, but it's a paint. Now, he he's he's quite quite successful as a uh, as an entrepreneur art entrepreneur I think would be more of the word. Well, even though he refused to sell the ashes. Yeah. Yeah, but, I but, guess he's had some quite um, good um, jobs in Denver and where was he on Melbourne? Yeah, or yeah, yeah, Melbourne. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So he's yeah he's 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 doing all right, but he's create he's got quite a good shop, and I'll put a, put a link on his website. We don't get any money by the way for this putting the link to his uh, website on there so it's not we're not affiliates 
Okay. Just have to make that thing. We say that people... We are not yeah. affiliates. We can be affiliates, but we're not <laughs> affiliates to Stuart Semple. Um, so basically, in 2016, we might have talked about this on a previous pod, Alicia Kapoor purchased exclusive rights to use the colour Vanta Black. And this is a black that's so dark, it absorbed 99.6% of all light. Now, that is very dark. You can imagine if you put a hole, it looks like a black hole. You can't see any so light. So what coming. is a black hole? One hundred percent just sucks it all in. I think a black hole is probably one hundred percent. Yeah, I, I black don't holes. The reason why they suck all matter in is just because they're so dark. They are seriously dark. <laughs> Even Alicia Kapoor's artwork won't be that dark. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically, if you paint, if you paint with with Vanta Black, if you paint an object, it looks like it's in silhouette because there's no light being reflected off it. So if you can imagine, you get something that's that's got shape and then you paint it black, it looks completely... This is even worse than the Rolling Stones because the Rolling Stones, if they'd had Vanta Black, that would have been devastating for their song, Paint It Black. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe that's why they've aged so well. They didn't paint it so bad. <laughs> yeah, so, so drastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but there you go. <laughs> so... But again, it caused a bit of controversy because what Anish Kapoor did was he said he bought the exclusive rights to this material. It's a, it's a kind of material made of nanotubes. It's, it's like paint, but it, it's, it's more like a chemical kind of composition. And, and, and you spray it on it. It's very toxic. And basically, he said, no, no one else can use it. So what you've got is you've got a colour, or not a colour, but a, sh a shade, a dark black that no one else can use has it got like a chemical symbol attached to it like from the chart you know? no no it's not it's 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 a kind of like a, it, i think it's made of nanotubes i'm not sure of how exactly it's created but it's not like paint it can't be technically called paint in 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 that sense of the word to what i understand it's more like a material yeah yeah okay, yeah. yeah um this is the 99.6 stuff. Yes, yes. Vanta Black, it's called. I'm right, yeah. Now, of course, this causes a problem because you think about it, if you think an artist has suddenly said, right, no one else can use it except me, that's pretty, that's not sharing and caring, is it? Yeah, no. Like, share it with your brothers yeah. and sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart. So, so in 20... <laughs> so Stuart, think about it, Stuart Semple, and in response, in 2017, he works with chemists and... And himself worked alongside chemists to create something called Better Black in 2017. And it's now its current iteration is Black 3.0. I've got Black 2.0 and it's very black. It's very cheap. It's a lot cheaper. And it is really black. So 3.0 is even more black. Isn't yeah, it? really, really dark. And basically... Have when, we got a number with it? 99.61, is it? It's it's up there. It's like 99% or to 98%. So it's 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 almost as black. You know, you, you can't... Uh, but not quite as black as the Vanta black. Not quite, but... Is it Vanta? Is yeah, that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to... I think it'd be hard to, to, to tell the difference. Um... But basically, if you go on, the, it's available for purchase, though. But you have to, at that until you have to co uh, confirm that you're not Anish Kapoor. He's not allowed to buy it. Oh, right, yeah. So it's everyone else in the world except Anish Kapoor can buy it. And even when you go onto the page, 
you have to confirm that you're not an Ish Kapoor before you accept the cookies. Well, if Anish Kapoor's listening and he wants some, I'll go and pick him some up. No. You can't Why, do that. Like, That's illicit. I we're That's trying, a... trying to set a better example. If, like, Anish Kapoor's going to share, we should share with him so he understands. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I don't God. know. I don't know. That's fine. You're throwing a spanner in the works there. <laughs> oh, I don't really? know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't even know what, what modern arse is. Uh, modern arse is <laughs> <laughs> Modern... Art is rubbish's official policy. I can't even say the name. I'm so. No, I haven't even thought about sharing this. Sharing and giving, we should. Like. Sharing and giving is an official policy. Well, I can't say no to that. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah. so compromised. <laughs> how can I say no to sharing and giving? I don't. Yeah, know. but how can we like sit there and judge Anish Kapoor if we're going to behave the same way ourselves? Oh, oh no. Maybe that's the art in Stuart Semple's work. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe, Maybe that's the he art likes in a Anish dilemma. Kapoor's work. Yeah, he's done it for dilemma. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It was an artwork about sharing by not letting anyone else get it. Yeah, but I didn't meet. I was actually on and invigilating on Anish Kapoor work, and I didn't get to meet him because I didn't like opera. I think I've talked. I've talked about this previously on the podcast. It's still quite damaged me to, to this day. Basically, uh, they had some opera. Is anyone allowed to meet him? Yeah, people, <laughs> yeah. There are, people have met him before. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little niche. <laughs> I love his work. Actually, he's, he's very good. His work. Very, very black. What? Well, his his Vanta black work is very black, but he uses red. He uses a lot of red as well. A lot really? of red. And that is a few, another future episode, Red, isn't it? Yeah. Episode number 96. No, I'm in 96. It's a really <laughs> long, long I need more prep for that one. The Red Special. The Red Special. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, Stuart Semple's also released other stuff, like The Pink is Pink, The Glitter is Glitter, The Mirror is Mirror. So he's kind of gone along with the theme. And the Stuart is Stuart. He hasn't done Stuart is Stuart, but he is the Stuart is Stuart, <laughs> yeah. perhaps. Although my friend Stuart... I've got a friend called Stuart, so he might, I feel he's more Stuart than him because he's, he was born before him as well. Yeah, first come, first serve, yeah, Stuart. Yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. Yeah. Um, so also, uh, do you remember we did our episode on blue, the colour blue, and we talked about the artist Yves Klein, and Yves Klein created this blue, it's an incredible, vibrant blue called International Yves Klein Blue. Basically, Stuart Semple's tackled that now and he's created his own version of blue, of Yves Klein blue as well now. Yeah. So he's taken them all on. Yeah. Which, if Eve Klein wants a copy of this blue, I'll, I'll get it for you, Eve. <laughs> and send it to Beyond the Grave. He's <laughs> <laughs> been dead for a while. So. <laughs> but I'll put a link to the blue episode on the site as well. So... Um, and any other artists with shopping requests, I'm here for you. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop doing back alley, back alley, back alley deals. Alley. I can't speak. I can't speak. I feel so compromised and so thing by these. We can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> And so ends our Stuart Semple episode, Tom. Yeah, that was the Stuartist Stuart. <laughs> that was indeed. <laughs> if Stuart Semple was a colour, what colour would you say he was? 
what begins with give me a color that begins with s a shade um, sienna burt sienna i don't know what color that is it's kind of like a reddish brown a reddish brown yeah <laughs> <laughs> where are we going with this well i don't know i thought like so if Stuart's listening or you've been uh You've been described as a reddish brown. Maybe <laughs> we should do this for all our uh, artists we mention. Yes. What did, did give him a disc? Well, yeah, until we get bored of it. Yeah. Until we get bored yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm bored. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bored of it now. <laughs> so, um, right. So just to uh, say to people quickly, if you head over to Modern Art is Rubbish, you can see all the images please sign up for our mailing list which you'll see when you go over to our website oh and our mailing list will be is every week yeah and there'll be lots of interesting content but also we'll mention each episode that we yes do. and put extra links uh if we talk about them in the show you'll get those in the in the uh, email as well also we've got a patreon page Oh, and yeah, so if you've got any spare dollars and cents and pounds, um, we'll be most It will help us uh, with running grateful. costs. We yeah. appreciate everyone who's donated to us via Patreon. It's been, it's means so much to us. Yes, yes, it's really helpful for, for costs of things. And also, um, Instagram. I'm on Instagram a lot. I like it my Instagram, don't I? Instagram! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's boys then, Tom. Goodbye! No, I love it. These, these, I've, I've been putting in lots of breaks in my head. My, my head's been going blank and then I've just been speaking and then going blank and then speaking. Going blank, then speaking. Going blank again, then speaking. And there we are. Modern art is rubbish. <laughs> Extra rubbish! Extra rubbish!